Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Reg Show. I'm Susan Hopkins, and I'm happily sitting on my deck. It's a sunny May day, and I'm just uh, taking advantage of enjoying of enjoying the lovely weather. And I'm here with Kathy Lethbridge. Welcome, Kathy. How are you? <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I was sitting on my desk. I can just look out the window and see the sunshine here. Yeah, it's not the same. Trust me. So I, I'm I, I feel very lucky. Actually, it's gorgeous out here. So I'm really excited to have you have you here uh, today as part of the, the self Rake show. Do you know you're actually our first official guest on the podcast ever? <laughs> True. It's just been Stuart and me so far, you know, so uh, so you, it, it, it feels very fitting that that we're starting uh, with you. So thank you for joining me. So well, I'm, honored, I'm honored to be the first guest. <laughs> so before we dive into our topic today, which is really about your lessons learned as uh, a self-reg or someone with, uh, I know you wouldn't use the language expertise, but I would, considerable expertise. You've been uh, learning with Stuart for some time and definitely... Uh, walking your talk in all kinds of different uh, ways and roles personally and professionally. Um, but it's a little bit about your journey this year as, as going into a new school as a, an experienced principal, but a new school to as a, a, a back to a school as a, a new principal and uh, seeing what happened as you tried to bring self reg or infuse self reg into the work you, you, you did what your lessons were learned were. So we're going to talk about that, but before we do, can you tell folks a little bit about about you and your maybe a little bit about your journey? Who is Kathy Lethbridge? I I guess the the journey started well I don't know almost eight years ago now and and I was in a school and and had started sort of learning about the importance of self regulation you know that move away from you know consequences directed, you know, that was somehow going to magically change behavior and was looking for, for, for something different. And we had, I had done a lot of work with uh, occupational therapists who were helping us to understand about, uh, about self-regulation. And then one day I stumbled across a presentation that Stuart was doing that was uh, one of the other school boards in Ontario that that had him and, and there were people tweeting and and uh, putting up information uh, from from Stuart's slide deck. And it was at that moment, it was like, wow, here's the, here's the guy who's got the science. He's talking about science behind something that I had, you know, believed for a long time that we were that we were missing the mark, that we were never we were never really able to find a carrot big enough or a stick big enough to get things to happen the way we wanted to in schools. and. And so it was really the start of a of a journey to to move forward from that reactionary stance that we often have in in schools to um, setting up an environment where everybody was is more regulated and and more ready to learn. And that's really what it's all about is is helping people to be in their best place to be both teaching and learning. Yeah. Now, how many years have you been in education? <laughs> 37. 37. So if I do the math, that's a lot of kids 
and families yeah, lives lots, that lots, lots of kids, lots of families. Yeah. And now you've, and how many years as a principal? Uh, 20 years as an administrator. So vice principal and principal. Yeah. And then you spent some time in, in a board position, but you were also a teacher as well, right? Yeah. The whole range of things. Well, very good. So let's, let's maybe take everyone back to, uh, you know, how this all started. Um, it was sort of an informal decision that you and me as, I mean, we're, we're, we're colleagues and we've worked, you know, learned together with self-reg, but we've become friends over the years as well, you know, and I knew you were going back, uh, back to uh, a role as a principal. And I say back because there was some, you know, you did something in between being a principal and you were, you were looking forward to it. I still remember that you were saying you were looking forward to it, but it was really fascinating, a fascinating opportunity um to take all the knowledge that you know and the things that you've learned and begin to try to apply them in uh, I don't know if the real world is a little bit too <laughs> you know but you know to reality which is messier than than what it might be when we sit and plan uh, separately so you and I got talking last summer and said well let's you know let's record uh, a monthly talk which has turned out to be probably every two months or so but let's let's have a conversation about the journey and 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 what it's been like and what you learned and see what we come up with along the way because ideally and I'm convinced of this uh, there's probably some lessons that you've learned uh, some things that you can share that will help other people that are new administrators or trying to bring a little more self-reg in or teacher leaders you know that was that was sort of the idea that this might be able to help help someone so what do you remember about last August I think when we had our so eight nine months ago we had our first conversation you had met your staff um you know but but we, we hadn't and you have self-reg was just one piece of it you have a million pieces so that's another <laughs> factor to to really uh you know self-reg was a piece of it or uh, you know maybe it was just that you're going in as a self-regger I'm not sure if that's a way to think about it um, but do you, if you think back to August, how did you look at your role as a new principal and like, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind as you were trying to figure out how to plan your year, where to start, uh, what your priorities would be? Well, I think that it, it was, it's really important to get to know your people. And that was a big part of, of my entry plan. And it the building of the relationships. And I think that the one thing that over the course of the years that I, you know, we've always talked about, it's all about relationships. We talk about that in education all the time. Right? That's a, a common theme that we hear. And, and what I've realized over the last few years is that self-reg as a framework is something that gives us the ability to build those relationships, even when the relationships are hard. And it's not as simple as just saying, um, you know, you, you need to build relationships, you need to build relationships with your, you know, with your, you know, most challenging students and, and families and, and staff, but rather that you want to build relationships with everyone, but the, the framework really provides for an opportunity for that. Yeah, it abs and and sorry everyone, those of you watching the video version saw I changed seats. It got very sunny and hot very quickly. So, yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting when I think about relationships because that's a word that we've talked about. I mean, my I've been in education since 
I guess the mid nineties, you know, starting as a student, but it, it like, it was always relationships, 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 and everybody goes, yeah, relationships, relationships. But what does that actually, you know, what does that actually mean? And I always love um, how Stuart has given this for me, he's given the science because he's, he's talking about, you know, the interbrain and, and attunement and, and the very fact that there's a, a synchrony going on, you know, or that synchrony is not there. And all of a sudden you begin thinking, moving away from just saying, oh, oh, I have a relationship with someone to saying, do, do I have that kind of, that, that connection, that synchrony that if I look, you know, they, you feel that, right? And, um, it, and it's not easy to do, especially going in, I would think going into a new school, um, you know, you're walking into an existing school sometimes start starting something brand new can be easier than walking into existing because you've got existing culture and 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 the ways you know ways of, of doing things so like what were some of your your best strategies for lack of a better word of, of building those relationships with your team well I, th I think that one of the things that that you have to come in with a, a stance of of trusting yeah. other people and I know we've talked about that a lot about um, that that people need to feel trusted, whether it's the grade three student that has behavior difficulties and and needs to feel that sense of being trusted, or whether it's the longtime teacher that's been in the school that you know has had a variety of experiences along the way. You're coming in as the new person, and when you come in with that that belief that everybody is bringing their best selves to the table and that when there's you know breakdowns in the relationship that it's not those things that happen because we know the science behind it I think that's where you know that the brain science is so important right for us to understand that that these are not you know behaviors that people are are purposely doing. If there's something that goes wrong, it's not a behavior that people have have plotted to do, yeah. and that's a that's a big shift. That's you know that's that reframing of of people's behavior that is you know really I think gets you so much further in in any relationship, but especially when you're managing a whole a whole group of new relationships with staff, with with students, with families. Um, that when you are, you know, when when things go wrong and they will go wrong because whether it's you know you yourself and and I, you know, I have an example of of one day where I was obviously had a bunch of stressors pinging off of one another and there was a a teacher walked into my office and I was really short with her. And she had no, it, there was like absolutely no reason that, 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 that she, like she in no way deserved what mm -hmm. she, uh, what she got when she walked into, into my office. And so after the fact, I sent her an email and, and I apologized yeah. and I, you know, sort of put the, you know, like I wasn't justifying my behavior, but I was, you know, sort of giving that, you know, self-reg perspective as to, and, and apologizing for how I had had approached her in that situation. And it was interesting because then she said, you know, 
first of all, she she really appreciated me doing that. And then the other was, she said, it really got me thinking about, you know, which of my students do I need to reach out to because I may have done something similar. You know, they might have just been in the in the getting the the response from 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 her stress uh, in the classroom or whatever. And and it really it it was it was impactful. Yeah. And uh, so that that is something that's uh, you know I think important to uh, to to know that when when people start to learn about how much our our brains impact what's happening and that we're not you know that that really very few people come to work or to school to 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 be a problem or to cause problems or whatever and if we can understand that there's science behind it and we can learn that you know by by working uh along with the science and working with our bodies and and using the self-right framework that we can all be in a better place for for teaching and and working and learning and it it really seems to work well i think the thing that to me has really over the course of this year and i think it's based on you know, some some more learning about self-reg, but then that real life, you know, being immersed in a new environment is the importance of co-regulation. Yeah. It's it's just it it's you know that critical factor. Uh and and then that of course goes right back to my long-standing belief that unless we help our adults to be to be well and self-regulated, we're really, you know, it, in the beginning, I, I thought, you know, we would start with kids in my previous school, you know, you, you start doing self-reg for kids, mm -hmm. but until you really bring the adults in and, and, and help them to be self-regulated through the framework, it's, it's really hard. You, you make small impacts with individual students, but if you really want to make the, the big impact, it's the adults that you need yeah. to reach. Take care of the people who take care of the people, right? That's so, right. Exactly. you know, you, you said an awful lot there. It's interesting when you talk about um, uh, saying sorry to the to the teacher that you were short with, and and that in a way is a form of you talked about trust, but that's a form of trusting another person with your vulnerability. And so many, like a, a lot of educators, for example. Um, especially new teachers, I find, you, you know, we've all mentored new teachers, or as many of us have, I guess, and, and they're always afraid of what happens if they lose control, right? And, and this myth that we, you know, we show, we, we can't show any signs of vulnerability, right? Vulnerability is weakness, but vulnerability is strength, and it's trust, and I'm trusting you, you know, with, with sharing this, and that's, it, it's, a, it's a way of connection with other people too, right? Because it also reminds them, I, oh, you're human. <laughs> you can know a lot of this science and you're still going to have days that you're short with people, right? Because we're human. We absolutely are. So um, what, what, tell me when, so you talked about co-regulation as the key. So how do you define or think about co-regulation? Well, I think that in an education setting that co-regulation starts with, starts in the principal's office and, you know, you have to, you really do need to be applying the, the self-reg strategies for yourself as the administrator of the school, because ultimately, you know, it's that, you know, it, it affects your entire building. Yeah. And so by living that and, you know, you're not going to be per perfect at it. Like 
you know, that we know that that, you know, self-reg isn't the magic bullet that solves every every problem that's that's coming our way, but for us to work through and, and using and using the framework because there's such power in that framework to um, to be well yeah. in our you know and to to keep digging for those those stressors that are because there's you know in in these roles there's you know an infinite number of stressors but lots of them that we can make some adjustments to and to reduce them. So that we're ready to manage those ones that that we can't, we have no control over. Yeah. We have to, we have to, we have to work through. So um, that's you know the that modeling for for the other adults in the building um, that they that they too need to do the things they need to do in order to reduce their stress. And so they are, you know, better regulated so that they can then be, be able to pass that on to the students that they're co-regulating with. So a lot of talk everywhere about self-care. I think it's kind of especially come out of the COVID era, but so much, so many stressed out educators and, and principals. There's lots of stuff around administrators as well, um, but a lot of talk around it. And, you know, I, I did a presentation once somewhere and and they didn't realize the mic was hot when I was you know when uh, when we were starting and they were they it was actually very helpful the two te the two teachers were having a conversation that I don't think they realized that I could hear about oh this better not be they better not tell me to go and you know take some deep breaths and you know and then give me this slew of of paperwork to do right you know so it was it was it was this this idea that oh we're telling them to do self-care by adding on some I don't know mindfulness activity or whatever or a, you know a cute little note in your in your in, in your mailbox at work which they might be nice but you're adding that on and and nothing else is changing and that's supposed to be self-care so you know how did and I know that's not well, it's not what we think in self-regulation. That's not not the approach. I'm just wondering for those listening, thinking, okay, well, what do you do? Like, what does it look like when you help your people take care or or, or reduce their stress um, over the school year and over a busy school year? So, what kind of things did you do? So, so I think a lot of the the messaging that you know coming in coming back. Post COVID, so coming into a to a new to me school, uh, post COVID, um, everything was starting up, and educators being educators, you know that you know that the the for the most part people are feeling safer and freer now, mm -hmm. and and they come back, and they just want to ramp everything back up to the way it was before, and when we think about all of the extra things that that educators do on a regular basis. And I'm in no way suggesting minimalism in education, but I am suggesting that we, we and, and I've often, I often said to my staff that, that COVID was our circuit breaker. It was our opportunity yeah. to take a step back and look at those things that we're doing because we feel obliged to do those extra things. I mean, they're things that we obviously are contractually required to do. Uh, we can't decide we're not going to do report cards because we think that they're too stressful or whatever. Yeah. But things, there's many, many things that we do 
um, that that add to the stress load that are not necessarily um, in some cases they're not necessarily even being appreciated by others or in some cases they're actually uh, the things that we've that we've felt obliged to do are actually increasing the stress loads of other uh, other people. So case in point, so, you know, a number of events that schools hold that parents are invited to. And, you know, as a parent, you, you feel obligated to attend the staff, you know, feel the pressure to perform, to present, to provide. And at the same time, we have families that are feeling, you know, overstretched, getting back into things after COVID. And so we were very strategic in our planning and we had, we decided to have one big event that was going to showcase many of the things that we might have in previous years showcased individually. So that instead mm -hmm. of parents, you know, having, you know, depending on how many students in the school they have, instead of having to, you know, come out a, a number of times, we've been able to provide a, an evening that's a smorgasbord of things for people to experience, but not feeling that same obligation to be out at the school, you know, three or four or five times during during the school year. Um, and that, you know, same with the staff, it means that they're not having that same intensity. And at the, in the same way, it's, it's still providing for those opportunities yeah. for, for parents to get into the school. They were given lots of advance notice of the of the date so that they could kind of work their schedules around it to be able to be available. Uh, it's coming up next week and we're pretty excited about what that's going to hold for the school community. Uh, it's been something everybody's worked on together, both the, you know, the staff, but also the, uh, the, the school council and, and members of the community have come together uh, to make this sort of a focused event as opposed to a number of smaller ones, which sometimes do cause us a, you know, you know, yeah. we just, you know, feel like we're, we're as, as parents that we're running this way and that way, trying to, you know, get to all the extracurricular activities yeah. that have started up as well as those, those events that are being offered at the school. There's, you know, still lots of other, you know, sporting events and those kinds of things. And if, if their children are involved, those things are, are still, are still happening. But as far as, you know, coming out to some of the events that previously we might have had as individual events we've we've consolidated them into one one family evening and so what i'm hearing from a self-regulant so some of you might hear that and say oh that means my school needs to have just one intense focused event no yeah, maybe but not necessarily what what you're saying um is that you know you're you're using for me i can sort of using self-reg to realize, okay, this the staff are tired. You know, people are tired. People are, you know, there's um, some of the families are getting. Then they feel guilty. They're not coming to them all, and we're sort of scattered. And it's it's it was a it it is a year. Last year was I found worse maybe, but this year people are still tired. And and so yeah. how can I how can I do this? And so we go deeper and we do you know more more quality make make a make a bigger event and then it's less stress on everybody because it's one event and not multiple so it's really kind of an interesting interesting solution because 
but the key is it's the thinking that went into it. You involved other people, you got other people's input, you tried to to be aware what the what 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 some of the tensions might have been and came up with the solution. But it's also for your stress too. You're not having to manage, you know, multiple evenings a, a month or what have you. So Am I capturing that right? Or yeah, I, I think I think it's a matter of looking at you know what are you know what are the stressors that people are experiencing, and I think that you know as educators we can we can sort of we know what some of our you know school and external stressors are, but I think sometimes we forget about what it feels like to be a parent and not being able to be out to all of the events and things that we you know yeah. that we might you know, be offering up because there's that sense of if it's being offered, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm, you know, like as a parent, I'm obliged to be there. I, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, have that sense. And, and this way it, it's, there's not, there's not that same intensity. And we don't get stuck in our, how we've always done it. We think about what's our purpose, you know, to provide some community building and reconnecting. And it is also after the COVID, you know, we've gone from, from no events. So anyway, I think it's a really, really neat experience. So you said it's coming up next week. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. So what, tell me what we're, I'm going to ask you, you know, I've given you the heads up on this one uh, that I'm going to ask you for some lessons learned that maybe uh, what you, what you might want to share with other principals or other school leaders or anyone looking to try to bring more self-reg into the schools, what some of your experience has led to, but I'm curious before we, um before we go there did you ha have any moments along the way this year that um you know that those unplanned moments of course there's the the the, the infusion of a bit of self-reg learning that that you try to do with a little bit of extra time that you have with your with your team uh, but a lot of it just happens through relationships experience what happens in a moment did you ha have any kind of aha moments along the year, any, any, um, I don't know if you call it uh, mindset shifts or any kind of those real moments where, um, where, you, where someone learned self-reg, whether you brought up the language or not, mm -hmm. sort of learned how you use the framework maybe and how it could make a difference for someone. Moments with kids, moments <laughs> with staff, <laughs> moments with, you know, some of the problems that you're trying to solve. That I, I think that, you know, that the, the word self-regulation has been, you know, around for a while in, in our schools. And so I think that, you know, sort of for some people who have had maybe a less than positive experience of, of self-regulation, not self-reg, but self-regulation, um, that you get a certain response to, you know, sort of, well, we've already done that and it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Right. And certainly, you know, there were a few people in the, you know, that really gave an opportunity for, you know, some, some feedback coming in, you know, sort of an entry plan. And, and there, there you could tell that there were a few people who, you know, sort of knew that I was the person who'd been, you know, teaching about and, and doing staff development on, on self-reg for the last five years in the board. And, you know, so there was sort of that, you know, sort of that hesitancy of, 
well, I, I guess there were two camps. So, well, that's great. You're going to come here and, you know, bring self, right? The other was, you know, well, we've already done it and we don't want to, we don't want to do it again. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, um, there, there were, you know, the, those groups that you have to keep working away with, with both groups, because the one group thought that you were just going to bring the, the magic wand and and you know you were going to you know wave a self-reg magic wand and everything was going to be perfect mm -hmm. um and then the other you know is still the ones that are you know sort of resistant to the idea because they've had a bad experience you know whatever that you know you know whatever that bad experience looks like that had the name self-regulation attached to it so you know because you know you and i both know that self-reg is so individualized and what works for you doesn't necessarily work for me and it doesn't work for, you know, all the kids in one class. And it certainly doesn't work for the, you know, 500 people in the building. Um, and it's, you know, that, that very personalized approach to self-regulation. And, and I think that that's been a, a big learning because I think the sort of the standard way of approaching self-reg is is sort of self-regulation not self-regulation mm -hmm. self is you know that idea that well, well we'll all just do yoga or we'll all just do you know mindful breathing or whatever and we'll all be fixed you yeah know, we're all bringing out these color colored yeah. cards or whatever yeah right and so when we can move beyond that and realize that you know within the self-reg framework that there's so much more involved in that. And, you know, especially when we get to, you know, step five with restoration, that really, you know, we, we really have to look at the way we, the way we do things in our school to make sure that people are, are having opportunities to restore during the course of the school day in whatever manner that looks like, because what we can't guarantee is what's happening once people leave our school building. Yeah. So we can't make the assumption that people are, are going to be able to have opportunities to restore once they leave our building. And this is whether we're talking about kids or adults, it doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, just having that as, as sort of when you're thinking about things. And I think that that you know, that comes back to that idea of overscheduling that, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, what we've always done that we just want to keep, you know, well, you know, we used to do this and we used to do this and let's do this. And, you know, we get caught up in that, you know, trying to, to reignite everything. And, you know, it, it's, you know, just is, is that off, you know, offering the opportunity that we want it to be, or is it just adding to the stress load? Yeah. And we have to, you know, and then, yeah. you know, then, you know, like we can look at positive stress too. Like some of those things are positive stress, but they still have an effect on the amount of, of energy that we have and to be yeah. able to, to handle all the other things we have to do. Yeah. How we show up. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I gave you this, um, I asked you to, to reflect on some lessons learned um, and just things that might be able to share from, from your journey this last year, eight months, and um, to see if, you know, what might resonate for somebody else out there trying to figure this out or on their own journey. 
Um, do you want to do you want to share what those are? I, I'm I'm really interested to know what some of your ahas were this year. Well, I, I think that we we have to remember that wherever we are on our self right journey, that we have to remember that not everybody else is at the same point in the journey, mm -hmm. because we don't want to, you know, think that you know we're just that we're going to give them the crash course in self-reg and they're just going to get it because, you know, many of us that have been learning about self-reg for a number of years, um, we, we've all been on a journey. We all have new learning as, as we've gone along. And, you know, some of us have, you know, gone deeper and others, you know, have, have maybe only learned a little bit about it, but whether you've only learned a little bit about it or you've really gone deep, there's still components of it that we can use to really make an impact in our classrooms and our schools and, and so on. But we have to accept that not everybody is going to, you know, it doesn't matter what the topic is, because in education, there's always lots of things we're learning about. And there's only so much time and brain capacity for people to learn. So we have to make sure that what we're what we're sharing with people is something that's going to be impactful in their lives. So that they can see that, you know, that that shift in, you know, I mean, something as, you know, you know, one step of the framework, the, the reframing of stress behavior is like, it's, you know, just that one little step, but it's, it's like the, it's, it's the most dramatic step mm -hmm. as far as shifting thinking. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting too, that we overuse the word respect and so much so that I feel uncomfortable using it with kids and where you show respect and blah 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 but the truth is when we realize that people are at different places on the journey but they also are bringing um, you know they have different different backgrounds different histories different you, you know experiences and all sorts of things that are related to understanding stress and self-regulation and and all that it's linked to mental health and safe schools and all these sorts of different areas. And that it's just respect for allow, it's honestly trust as well, but allowing people to be where they're at. Yeah. You could, you know, bonk somebody over the head with it. You know, I've, I've tried with the articles and, <laughs> and it's, it's, it, it doesn't work a right. Um, people have to have to come to it and want to, but it's also not honoring that that they have the right to work through their journey in their own kind of way, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I like that. What? So next, aha! Uh -huh, what's next on your list? I've got three to share, but you may already get to them ahead of me. Oh. So. <laughs> Is this like a test that I'm supposed to remember? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no tests. <laughs> but but again, I go back like, and this, and it gets. It's not an aha. It's just a reaffirmation about the importance of supporting our adults. Yeah. That that unless we are supporting our adults in their self-reg journey, then we're we're really we're we're going at it the hard way rather than the easy way. If we're if we're trying just to, you know, if we're only going to offer self-reg to to students, which we can. I mean, that was how I started years ago in my school was we were we were going to start with the kids and it was like this slogging that just was so slow. And then it was, you know, that time I was taking the courses and suddenly, I mean, I remember the moment in time where, you know, you have that realization of, 
we're starting with the wrong people here. It was F3. I remember you were like, Ooh, adults. Yeah. F, F3, exactly. Yeah. Foundations three. And, yeah. and it was like this moment in time where it's like, there, there's where we are. And I'm not going to say where we're making our mistake because that sounds kind of harsh, but yeah. that, that that was huge learning then. And it continues to be reinforced at every turn yeah. of, you know, when, when, when our adults are, you know, and we, again, we can't control all the things that are going in, on in people's lives outside of our building. We can help them, you know, by, by messaging around how they, you know, like the things that they can do that are, you know, within the rules and that, that they can support their, their own restoration and, and stress reduction. And like I said before, I mean, we can't, we can't say, well, you don't have to do report cards because they're causing you stress. Yeah. And, you know, we're not moving that child out of your class because, you know, they're, they're causing you stress, but there's lots of ways that we can support when it comes to maybe it's, you know, adjusting hand in dates for report cards a certain time, you know, the, the vast majority of people, you know, make the deadlines and there's a few people that need some additional time. It's a, it's a, you know, I guess you'd call it a step three, reduce the stress. It's a really small thing, but I've used it for a number of years and I've never ever had us miss getting report cards. I've never had a, a bunch of kids go home saying, oh, well, the teacher didn't get the report cards done. We've all, we've yeah. always, we've always gotten them home. Right. Yeah. And, and so there's lots of ways to adjust things to, you know, do that, you know, stress reduction. Yeah. Um, but it's a matter of being conscious of it and realizing that, you know, there's, you know, different things impacting people's abilities and, and because their, their stress loads are different. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, and I, it, so it's not, it's not a new, uh -huh. um, I mean, for people that are, you know, have been on the self-right journey and changed schools, I think the, the big aha for me was that, you know, you can't expect your new school that hasn't been on a self-right journey to be where your last school was when you left. Yeah. And that's yeah. been, you know, even in the last while, really realizing that, you know, like where you get your, where your school gets to when self-reg is the focus of, of how you do business yeah. and you get to a certain point things change yeah. and people get along better and kids get along better and things get done and there's you know less tension in the building and all of those things you know that you go back to you know when you and Stuart always you know Stuart always said you know you can you, you can feel a self-right haven when you walk in you, you know it's a self-right haven you, you know it's hard to sort of definitively mm -hmm. define what it is but he, you know he's he said you know you can can feel it right yeah. and you can't you, you can't expect to just say well you know I had you know the makings of a self-right haven in my previous school so I'm going to walk in and I arrive and suddenly that that's going to be the focus because it, it grows as people learn to apply the 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 the, the, the five steps yeah. And, it's, and it starts with that reframing of behavior because we're still being taught in teacher's college or whatever that 
people, kids do stuff on purpose and you either need to reward or punish it in order to, to change the behavior. And it it's a big step for, you know, an adult to realize that, you know, we don't have to create a, a win and lose situation and that actually things turn out much better for everybody if we don't if we don't set it up quite like that. Yeah, it's interesting because you're reminding me of uh, of another uh, a member, another principal, and a member of the the team is Kim, uh, who who has been. She's a retired principal, but she goes and does um, a short contracts, I think, at a various a number of different schools, and she has a lot of self acknowledged as well. And she says that every school is different, you know, and so she arrives with what she knows, um, yeah. but you know, no no two have gone the same way. Uh, in in really kind of different ways, so that's that's kind of really uh, an interesting way of thinking about it. So, do you have any other ahas? Are those your three big ones, or are there more? <laughs> I, I think it's it's that that uh, and it's again, it's not an aha because I've known it for a long time. But self reg works. Yeah, you know, and and you know, I remember Stuart. You know, there's been points in courses and in presentations where he says, you know, that there isn't anybody that self-reg doesn't work for, you know, and, and it's true. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, you know, just when you have a, when you have a new school and, and you start applying the strategies and, and supporting people, you know, through the strategies, you, you just have further proof that, yeah, it does work. So what and, do you say to people who, who hear you say that, um, hear you say it works and, they're assuming that you mean it's a program or, okay, well, how does it work? You know, well, how do you answer when someone says, yeah, well, we tried that. We, we put a common corner in our classroom and I don't know, we have a rain stick instead of a bell for our, our transitions mm -hmm. and, and we practice deep breathing. We tried it and it doesn't work. What do you, what do you say to that? So, so I think that what it is, is I, you know, let them know that, they only have little tidbits that don't make up the whole framework and they're missing the, they're missing the, the, the most, like all of those things that you just described can all fit into supporting a school to be a more self-right place. Um, but those things in and of themselves are not, are not the, the solution. Like, you know, when, yeah. you know, like if you, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, we'll, I'll give you an example of something that supports the self-reg in our building and the, and the, 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 the regulation of, of everybody in the building is we are very conscious of the number of times we use our walkie talkies and or our public address system during the course of the school day. And it's, you know, there there was a period of time where some people were were starting to slip back into using it when you know it was they, there were other means that wouldn't necessarily be you know that jarring response you know they, they, that everybody is subjected to, and we know that you know for some of us that the walkie-talkie going off or the you know the the blast of the announce you know of an announcement coming over is just enough to you know cause our stress load to go up. And so it's just a very tiny example, but in and of itself, you know, limiting walkie talkie calls and announcements, it's, it's only like one 
tiny piece, but it's that awareness of the effect of things on on people and and that there are some people it matters to and other people it doesn't affect them. But yeah. it, it's a good jumping off place to talk about, you know, other things that are, you know, e you know, like concerning about that are stressors that we do actually have control over. We do something about the things that we can. It's like the, that's what I like about the stress cycle is there's lots of things I can't change, but yep. there's stressors in all five domains. So that's biological, emotion, cognitive, social, and pro-social. And lots of things I can't change, nor necessarily your example of report cards would necessarily, would you want to? My, my kid doesn't want to go to school. Well, school's important, right? So I'm not going to, you know, we're not trying to bubble wrap. It's the exact opposite. Um, but what are the ones we can change that don't actually add any, any value, you know, and they're, they're like your examples of, of ways you're lightening the load, just even little bits on teachers and how it makes around report cards and how it makes a difference. So it's kind of like the reverse with, uh, you know, we always say people always focus on what the kid did before he punched the other kid or, or, you know, before they, I don't know, took off out of the school or whatever they did, a child did. And we focus on that, you know, they'll use the language of the trigger, that last little, but that's just the Jenga, you know, that's just the yeah. Jenga peg when everything went down, right? Or the volcano, whatever. It's, 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 it's really, that's a, that's just a small piece of the puzzle. There was a whole lot more going on and, and it works both ways, right? So do you, yeah. I have, I have a few ahas for you. Would you like to hear mine or do you want to Absolutely. keep going? Absolutely. Okay. So I started with three and I may have grown them so that as, as happens because it's just so interesting hearing your reflections. So one of the um, the 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 big ahas that I had um, just going through this experience with you and all I am really is is listening and kind of learning and asking questions and reflecting with you along the way. We've probably done maybe eight hours of conversations over a year um, is that from the very beginning you focused on uh, uh, everyone. So you were, it was, it was like a whole school, whole community. You, you were thinking you started today talking about your relationships, uh, relationships, but it really was like that. And there was a, I don't know if you realize this, but you started with a, in, with a sense of calm. It wasn't some like, <sighs> it was, no, this is everybody. And I've got, you know, how to, how to really, um, um, build relationships but it was more like building a, a connections and a unity around the school and w one of the second ones that that I so that was one that was just was always about everyone um the second one was sort of a surprise uh for me but it was just a really good reminder when we first met I remember preparing some stuff for you and I gave it to you like I was just trying to think what can I contribute and it's like okay this is where I might start and it all sounded good. You may have used, you know, you, you, there are things that you may have used from, I don't know, courses or from the handbook or like any, you know, you may have used some of that content, but it all sounded great. Okay, I'm going to, you know, we're, we're going to learn some self rag together. And it just doesn't work that way, right? You might infuse little tidbits here and there. But what I noticed, and I've, I've never told you this because I've been waiting to save it till the very end, is <laughs> in every one of our meetings after that, what you told me about were these moments um, you told me about, uh, you know, sometimes in detail, sometimes just very high level, but these, these, you know, game changing moments where it's just like, you're kind of walking through the world with this, with this framework, but that just means a set series of 
wonderings and questions and you know i believe there's something more and and seeing things differently but then helping other people see them differently so it was like Stuart has this this I, I used to reach out to him and you know feel so kind of overwhelmed and oh my god we've got so much more to do and <laughs> and it was one this so he has this mantra of this we start with whoever's in front of us and so you really did that and i don't even know if you realize that but you <laughs> you know you're bringing people along not with an ego kind of way but you're one conversation at a time one situation at a time one thing we resolve at a time so that was kind of really interesting because um where I started when I was trying to think about okay what could I do what could I contribute to this this dialogue it was very much um what you know starting at sort of top more top down and this was really more of of, of nurturing the roots but you got to have the eyes and the heart to see them and to notice all those, uh, you know, to notice those moments. So, so that was one of the things that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is that you, um, you there, you have a lot of humility. So I think people probably are already picking that up up about you. Um, but with humility, is there's a lot of strength as well. So, uh, you know, I don't want people to think that because you're self-reg that there's no boundaries there are boundaries there are no there are yeah that's not happening and and then there are moments that like I know you had to make some decisions that some like you know you're not always as a principal you have to not always be the most popular person because you make three people happy for other people sad or whatever you know upset or whatever and and you just kind of walk through that and it is with um uh, it is with strength and, and confidence. And I think you spend a lot of time, um, you know, one of the things I, I think I picked up from you is, is a lot of time mulling really important changes and decisions. You, you put a lot of time into thinking about uh, how fast, you know, and how leaving things in certain ways so as to not dysregulate the team and really trying to take everybody's best interest in mind, but also making the decisions that you needed to do. So it was that that combination of uh, of that that yes boundaries and yes no we're not doing that and you know there were certain uh, um, um, things that you put in place and made very clear but then you you were also approachable and uh, I mean I you've told me a number of stories of people you know sharing things and coming to you and beginning to ask questions and that takes that humility uh, that uh, you know to not be the the sage on the stage and yet to have the confidence to kind of sit back the principal version of the sage on the stage so that's another thing that i noticed um and uh and i i, I guess the only other one that that kind of came to mind um as i'm hearing you um you know as i'm listening to you here today is this idea that you um you know that self-reg we're, we're using it to look at everything you do you once said to me early on you know you've got to get to curriculum because it's what we're a school too right and so how do we um you know it, it's a it's a piece of things but we can't you know you were worried about um i don't know i think there were some some classrooms were struggling with maybe younger children uh, i think maybe kindergarten children but trying to sort of deal with all of these things and and um um it was that idea of of helping people see that there was a path forward that there was hope and and just beginning to again work your way through it one one 
one this at a time. So, and, and maybe helping them see, even if they didn't have the science or the language, helping them understand, see, that was actually self-reg. See, here's how I could explain that to you. Here's what just happened. Or, hey, look what you did, right? You know, yeah. you actually were a co-regulator in that moment. And, you know, they might've been like co-regulator, but it's like, that was co-regulation in action. Look at that. And look how, yeah. how, how awesome that was. And trying to sort of amplify the voices of others. So um, those were some of my ahas or some of the things I noticed, I guess, uh, in, in, in learning with you and listening to you. Um, yeah. Any responses to any of those? Well, your, your last comment, I think that that, you know, empowering people to be the co-regulators, because really that, that really isn't what we're, what we're taught to do in in school when we when we learn to be educators it's not it's it's not it's not it's not part of really of what we learn to do and we're not really reminded that that you know going back to that you know parent and child sort of connection um it you know we go from you know parenting a couple of kids to being the teacher of 20 or 30 or more um but you know, individually, that relationship between the adult and the child in whatever role, and it's not just teacher role, but all of the roles within a school that, you know, we have, we have support staff in this school who are amazing co-regulators with some of our kids. And it's all of the adults play a role in that and being able to see that, for them to see themselves in that role of, you know, that if if they can see themselves in the role of co-regulator and that child has, you know, it's, it's I know that a lot of times we, recently we we had that idea that, you know, we we needed to, that every child needed to have, you know, one one trusted adult in the building. And we, we got into patterns where we would, you know, we have a staff meeting and all this, you know, names of the Systemize kids. Systemize that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, people were trying to, you know, operationalize a concept. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is what happens when that person isn't available for the child. And so we, we want their co-regulators to be broader than just having one adult who says that they, you know, they, they know the kid and the kid knows them and that sort of thing. Um, but the idea that, you know, so many different adults in their reaction can co-regulate with a child even if they don't have a re they don't have to have a massive relationship with with the child it's more about the way they're responding to the child and that has to start with yeah. the reframing of behavior because if if a child is you know running away down the hall and you're responding to that as they're misbehaving rather than reframing it as, you know, and asking the questions why and why now, and then going into that co-regulator mode as opposed to the enforcer of the rule or the reminder of the school rules, which at that point, the dysregulated child really is not benefiting for you from you, you know, being the reminder of the rules. Well, and ironically, it works better too. You know, like that's the that's the piece that we miss that that the being the enforcer, the 
carrots and sticks, they don't, it doesn't change. It's not necessarily changing how busy the revolving door of our office is or the, the amount of things that we're dealing with and a compassionate, you, you know, humane and, and caring approach that's grounded in science actually begins to shift some of these things. You know, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't solve everything, um, but you, it's, it's like you're dialing down a valve, <laughs> right? Little by little by little and, and over time and building capacity in, in at the same time. So I cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to do that. So I'm not my, I, I'm a new podcast host. Bear with me, everybody. I get excited. <laughs> well, the final word is yours, Kathy. What, what would you, you know, like everyone to know who's on this journey as, as a school leader or somebody that's trying to go bring in a little more self-reg into their school or in any context, what, what would you like them to know? I, I think it's important that people know that, you know, like, as I said earlier, that self-reg works. It will work in your building, no matter how dysregulated your building seems today. Uh, it's not going to make everything perfect overnight by any means. Uh, but if, if you're willing to, first of all, start with yourself and really dig in to your own self-regulation because you as the leader of the building, mm -hmm. you're, you're setting the, you know, you're setting the weather in the building yep. and it's, if, if you're able to do that, if you're able to use the framework to help yourself be in a more regulated state, then you're impacting all of the people that are working in your building. And in turn, those people as they, as as you because I mean I'm, lots of lots of adults are already well regulated and and they're already lending their their calm to mm -hmm. to students and and of course then there's days when you know even a well regulated person oh yeah you know enough <laughs> enough things happen and they're not yeah. and being able to bounce back from that and uh, but provide you know as providing that opportunity it will turn the temperature of your building down no matter how you know how hot you feel your building is at the moment yeah. um but it takes time it's not yeah. a, it's not an overnight fix but we didn't get to where we are overnight either it takes time to to change change the direction of things well, thank you very much, Kathy Lethbridge. It's been enlightening. I look forward to learning more with you. Those of you that are uh, coming to the Selfridge Summer Symposium, Kathy's going to be giving uh, a talk on her journey. And uh, you heard a few gems she may be speaking about, but with some about really the, the lessons learned on this. The rubber meets the road, I think, is what we're calling it. <laughs> and uh, But you can also participate if you can't make it to Ontario to join us. You can uh, also, you'll be able to see Kathy's, uh, Kathy's will, luminary will be uh, live streamed as well. So I invite you to come and join us. And, and thanks very much. Feel free to, we'd love to hear responses to this podcast. If you have questions for Kathy, I'll make sure she gets them. And uh, with that, thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you.